The following Knowledge at Warden podcast is brought to you by Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their financial goals. Visit Vanguard.com. Additional support for this podcast comes from Warden Executive Education. For more information on Warden's executive course, Finance and Accounting for the Non-Financial Manager, please visit http colon slash slash executiveeducation.warden.upenn.edu. The U.S. economy may be getting stronger, but that doesn't mean interest rates will go up when the Federal Reserve meets next week on January 31st. According to Wharton Finance professor Jeremy Siegel, interest rates should hold firm at their current level for quite a while. And the big question for the market is whether there will be any drops at all this year. He believes there is a balance in the economy between strength and moderate inflation, and the Fed is unlikely to move interest rates up or down unless something surprising happens. If that is true, what strategy should investors adopt in the coming months? Siegel says he is still positive about stocks, though the edge of stocks over bonds is not as great as it was three months ago. Anyone planning a longer portfolio preference should still be in equities, and 40% of these should be internationally based. He warns, however, that investors should be very careful because some areas, such as emerging markets, are now too hot. China looks like a bubble, he says. Shanghai has doubled in just a couple of months. Professor Siegel, thank you very much for joining us today. Happy to be here. Uh, As the recent announcement of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index showed, the economy is getting stronger and consumers are noticing that. What is likely to happen at the Fed meeting on January 31st? Do you think the Fed might raise interest rates? And if so, what will be the effect on stocks? Oh, it's way too early to think about raising interest rates. Uh, No, they're going to hold firm on January 31st. Uh, The the big question for the market is will there be any drops at all this year? And might there be a rise? And we got a rise from Bank of England that was unexpected. Um, The economy is getting stronger. Uh, My feeling is uh, that uh, we're going to hold at this rate for quite a while. I think there's a balance going on in the economy of between strength and yet moderate inflation uh, so that the Fed is not going to act up and down unless they get a very surprising announcement. It won't be January 31st. It probably will not be to the summer or later. In his testimony before the Senate Budget Committee last week, uh, Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke warned of the dangers of looming deficits in Social Security and Medicare. Although these con- comments uh, largely echo the sort of issues that Alan Greenspan often raised when he was the Fed chairman, are these issues uh, likely to influence the Fed's decision on interest rates? Oh, these are exactly the same long-term issues that Greenspan spoke so frequently about uh, the the Federal Reserve um, uh, does not want to be in a position where uh, it's facing huge budget deficits uh, that it, it's having trouble financing. Right now, the deficits are moderate and the financing uh, capacity is very great. But in 15 or 20 years when the baby boomers retire, the deficits were going to be much more extreme and uh, there may not be the sources of financing. And they don't want me in a position of, of having to finance that debt that's very inflationary. So this is, this is standard central bank warnings. It's way in the future. Uh, I don't think that we're going to get Social Security reform until the next Congress. So uh, it's a back burner issue now. 
uh, talking about burners, uh, oil has been uh, uh, has come has been quite quite inexpensive. It's come down to the fifties. Quite a change from the you know prices that we had earlier la- uh, last year. Uh, what's your outlook on energy prices, and what do you think uh, their impact will be on the stock market? Yeah, in fact, we did, we saw it dip below fifty into the forties for a few seconds last week, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it, this is this is very good news for the consumer. In fact, my feeling is that uh, the lower oil prices is what's sustaining the economy in spite of in spite of the housing decline. Uh, we're going to speak about that later, but basically, uh, lower oil prices are almost like a tax cut. It increases the disposable income of consumers. It is keeping consumer spending on target. It is very important. It doesn't have to be in the 40s. I'd like to see it stay in the 50s and in the low 50s for the next six months or eight months. Um, and that that could keep the economy on track. Uh, very important. Oil is very, very important uh, for uh, the economy. Well, since you raised the point of the housing market, is it bouncing back? Uh, you expressed surprise in your recent newsletter about the fact that it came in at 1.64 million units, which I guess was more than 120,000 units more than the previous month. Right. It was a surprise. It was concentrated in uh, multifamily uh, construction mostly, uh, which is five units or more rental units as well as condominiums. Actually, single-family home starts were, were down. But but nonetheless, we've had two months now of increase. Uh, it's nothing, anything like what we had last year, but it suggests that uh, we're not falling off the, the biggest cliff in, in the world, uh, uh, that there might be a, a, bottom, a bottom soon. But I don't think that we're going to see any Housing is certainly not going to add anything to G- GDP. It's a question of whether it's going to subtract any more than it has. It has been subtracting, most economists estimate, between 1% and 1.5 percentage points from GDP growth. My feeling is is the lower oil prices has basically been adding that back to keep us on a 3% to growth. We're going to get that growth next uh, January 31st, and most estimates that uh, that I'm – seeing out there are between three and three and a half percent, which is actually at or even slightly above the average of the last two years. Pretty surprising, again, uh, uh, during this housing uh, decline, but uh, uh, not so surprising uh, because we've had a concurrent oil price decline and energy price decline. And again, it's not just gasoline. It is, um, even more importantly, uh, heating oil, uh, natural gas, uh, and those derivatives that uh, can be very expensive uh, for people in the winter months. Uh, turning now to the, to the, to the stock market, uh, you know, expectations of tech stocks uh, have been uh, uh, well above expectations. So much so, uh, as you recently wrote in your newsletter, that even good news seems to be uh, <laughs> right. a, a, a sort of bad news. Right. The expression is they're priced to perfection. Everything has to. Everything has to be right. Uh, the 
uh, not only the uh, the the number itself that's got to be at or above preferably be above several several cents. Uh, the revenues have to be at or above. The forecast has to be at or above. The margin has to be at or above. Uh, everything has to be right. Uh, what's, what's happening is they're really taking down these stocks uh, if any one uh, falls short. They're, they're, it's, it, they're big, very, uh, very critical. Uh, part of the run-up, I think, is the, the buzzwords that the uh, fourth quarter was going to be a better than a lot of people expected. Uh, and it is coming in fine. Uh, this week, of course, is the big, big earnings week. Uh, we've, we've only gotten maybe uh, 15% of the S&P reporting. We don't have a complete picture. They're coming on our right, but not quite as good as all the rosy expectations, particularly in tech, which is, uh, you know, done better than the market uh, recently. We'll have to see how that comes out. Next two or three weeks, we'll get the bulk of those. Again, no disaster whatsoever. Uh, just a little bit of um, over-expectation, and particularly on the tech stocks, causing some some problems with them. Uh, last week was an interesting week for politics with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama announcing their intentions to form exploratory committees for potential presidential runs. What are the chances of either of them winning the White House and what would that mean for the markets? <laughs> wow, it's hard to predict two years in advance. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yes, the election is gearing up. As you know, we don't, for the first time in many decades, we don't have a sitting president or vice president. Uh, there's no natural uh, candidate that can step into this position. So it's uh, the field is wide open. And given what the Democrats uh, did last November, uh, it, you know, everyone feels that uh, you ha- they have a chance. Um, uh, I wouldn't, you know, does Hillary have a chance? Obama have a chance? Certainly. But uh, it's way too early uh, to make a call to see how they're going to come out uh, as candidates. Remember, we all thought Howard Dean was going to be the candidate. And then you know, a few mistakes and he's totally out. And then Kerry rises from the ashes, which no one thought he could have four years ago, and becomes the candidate. So uh, I think so many people have been burned. I don't want to say who is going to be a candidate. I do think the Democrats have uh, an advantage, uh, certainly with Congress. It uh, looks like they're going to keep Congress two years from now, unless something, you know, really very bad happens to them or good happens to the Republicans. Uh, and we're getting more and more people saying that they would vote for a Democrat as a president rather than a, Repu- a Republican, but when you name a few of the Democrats, they're they're wary. I mean, there's you know strong feelings about Hillary and and strong feelings about uh, Obama. So in a way, uh, it, an abstract, uh, you can pick the party, but once a face is connected with it, it could be very uh, very different. It's going to be a it's going to be a great race. Uh, I think probably the most exciting politics uh, that we have had in many many years. You know, I, I, I quite agree with you that it's it's way too early to predict anything two years out. Uh, but, but it's also very interesting that people like Warren Buffett and George Soros, uh, you know, have come out in support of, I think, Obama. Are there any immediate signs in the market that you saw in response to these announcements? And, and how do you read those signs? Uh, I, I saw no real response. Of course, uh, you know, we know that, that uh, both Buffett and um, Soros are Democrats. Uh, no, although Obama is, yeah, very attractive in 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 in, in many ways. New face, uh, people want a new face. They don't want the same old thing. Uh, they want someone really new that that may look at things a different way. That is solution oriented rather than 
you know, sticking to the the, the old uh, party lines. And so I think there's definitely that sort of a, of a outsider uh, look there. Um, again, uh, it's going to be. It's going to be exciting. The uh, I think the biggest uh, we we talked about this earlier. The fact that the stock market did not respond to the Democratic sweep in November. I mean, you know, there was probably two hours of selling the next morning, and then it was back up, and then subsequently went to high, saying, you know what, I don't like everything about the Democrats, but I can live with them. Um, uh, I don't predict that they're going to really go anti-capital and. Uh, um, uh, you know, it it it, it might be uh, the, the the market's response is not to worry. They may be wrong on that eventually, but that's what the smart money is saying at the present time. And and basically, I I'll, I'll have to go with it. I I think it was a change, not so much you know uh, against capital uh, and uh, against the markets, but against the Iraq war and the way way certain policies were handled. Well, finally, the question with which we always end, uh, as we get well into 2007, what is the best strategy for investors in the coming months? Well, I'm still positive about stocks and international. Uh, uh, Bonds of interest rates have come up and a little more competition right now. I think the edge of stocks over bonds is not as great as what I say it was uh, three months ago or six months ago, but still is definitely there. Uh, And... uh, so my feeling is that anyone planning, uh, you know, any kind of longer portfolio preference should still be on equities and international. As we talked about, 40% should be internationally based. They have done extremely well. There are some hot areas that are too hot. I, I would be very careful about emerging markets now. Uh, we have China, which looks like a bubble. Even the Chinese officials have said that it might be a bubble. They may be coming in to try to regulate that market in Shanghai uh, which has doubled just in a period of a couple of months. Uh, so you got to be very careful. Don't don't run after these. But if you you know set reasonable long term allocations, I think you will be rewarded in your investments. Uh, Professor Siegel, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Mm-hmm.